This is News Talk 980 CKNW. We have been talking a lot about drugs in our healthcare system these past few weeks, whether it is the drug Solaris that a young UBC student was fighting, literally fighting for her life to get access to, or another drug or a Cambi, which is used to treat cystic fibrosis. The list goes on and on. And the idea of drug pricing, certainly, or the the debate over drug pricing and the concern over it is nothing new. But for the next few moments, we're going to talk more about what it might look like like uh, if Canada had a national pharmacare system. And joining me on the line to talk about this is Helen Stevenson, former Assistant Deputy Minister of Health and Executive Officer of the Ontario Public Drug Programs and CEO of the Reformulary Group. Helen, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, what, what do you think the benefit would be or how would there be cost savings if Canada was to look at and adopt a national pharmacare system? Well, certainly in this scenario that everybody is on one big plan, for instance, so all of those people that are covered through provinces and all those people that are covered through their employer plans and then people that don't have coverage, certainly if everybody was on one big plan, there would be the opportunity, for instance, to negotiate more, not only with the pharmaceutical companies, but likely, for instance, with pharmacies, etc. So more of if you were able to bulk buy, it would lower the price? Uh, yes, it would. I mean, the other, the other, I guess, significant point too is that there's there's a big component, let's say, um, outside of just negotiating prices, which is our own consumer behavior, and for instance, the um, opportunities for people to really be encouraged to consider drugs that are less expensive, even though they work just as well, etc. So there's a few dynamics in there that could really contribute significantly to lowering the spend. Uh, we saw a report uh, from the Parliamentary Budget Officer uh, some time ago saying that if we did have a national pharmacare plan, it would initially save the country about $4 billion a year. Uh, that That's nothing to sneeze at. Is it because of that bulk buying or because of what you just mentioned? Or how do you think or how do we come up with that number of $4 billion? Yeah, it's a it's a combination of at least it's certainly a combination of both. For instance, so it absolutely provides the opportunity to negotiate um, at a at a national level. I mean, in my former role in Ontario, we negotiated, you know, you know, quite frequently with pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, on a provincial level. So when you're doing that on a national level, it's just giving you that much more scale. But again, the other side of it is really having a good look at our spend and, you know, the difference between public plans and, for instance, plans that are funded by employers, et cetera, are that public plans follow, you know, quite closely a formulary, for instance, and those are the drugs that are covered, and there may be drugs that aren't covered. And so that's what I, when I'm speaking to, you know, consumer behavior and the fact that we're going to need to adapt to the fact that you know, the, the plan will pay for the drugs that have the best evidence, but not everything. And so there's really that behavior change that we need to affect. Uh, is there concern, though, we, we hear cases of people that are on a particular drug and for some reason then are switched to a generic version or a different version, and then the patient will say, it doesn't work as well, I want to go back to the other drug. Is there a concern that people wouldn't have the access to uh, the the more expensive drug if there's a generic option available? 
Well, I, I think I, I will say, I think there are a lot of myths about generic drugs. I mean, generic drugs have the identical active ingredient in them. So where there's sometimes difference, for instance, is, is the, the, the coating on the capsule or the tablet, et cetera. But certainly the, the statistic that I hear is that about a half a percent of people, you know, may have issues being in to- not being able to tolerant, tolerate that, you know, the generic because of, for instance, the coating or otherwise. So it is such an incredibly small uh, percentage of the people that can't tolerate it. And I think there is still, a, you know, a perception of, you know, are generics inferior? And the answer is no. They go through a regulatory approval process through Health Canada, et cetera, and they're an excellent opportunity for us to really be able to drive down and, and be more efficient with our spending. Uh, when we look at rare diseases and uh, rare diseases which t- tend to come or tend to have drug cost drugs, if there is a drug, it tends to be a very expensive one. We just had a very high profile case uh, here in British Columbia with a young woman uh, with a very uh, rare autoimmune disease who wanted the drug Soliris and did eventually get it covered in BC. Uh, But it raised the question, because when covering her story, uh, we found out it wasn't covered in BC. There was some coverage given to the drug in Alberta, on Ontario, uh, Quebec. If we had a national program, would it eliminate that type of patchwork, uh, some drugs covered in some provinces, some not? Well, it, it, it is, yeah, I mean, yes, I think the short answer is yes, it would. However, I will say, um, you know, one of the big dilemmas, let's say, in this space, and I'll, I'll, is that you've got some people that have 100% of anything, right, which are some employer plans, typically public sector plans, union plans, et cetera, and then you have on the other side, uh, people that don't get covered at all. And so what we, you know, in, in the context of a national pharmacare, what we need to do is have a plan that is covering drugs that provide really good evidence. So to answer your question specifically, there will some drugs, absolutely, it would eliminate that patchwork from the perspective of this is the criteria for which you'll get acts, you'll get coverage for, for instance, Soliris or Cambi or Kaleidico, for instance, is another you know, very high-cost drug for a rare disease, but not everybody is going to. So, for instance, there would be some people then that are getting 100% of everything now that maybe don't qualify. They don't actually need that drug just yet. And so that's this big, I'd call it a dilemma with respect to we've got not only a patchwork, but we also have such, such you know, wide-ranging levels of coverage in this country. Uh, and and I suppose that would be some of the concern as well, because even a drug like Soliris, and I just use that as an example because it's it's just top of mind from what what we've been talking about in BC. Uh, when I did some research on it, there are some private health plans that provide coverage of that. Would a national plan, though, put that at risk? If somebody has a private plan, they know they have a very good private plan, and they have coverage, to, they have access and coverage to these drugs. Would there be a reluctance then to move to a national plan where you might lose that? Well, well, it's certainly possible. So one of the key things with the, especially drugs for rare diseases, and you know, it, it, they're, it's complex. I mean, not only is it complex, you've got individuals that are really, um, you know, suffering from very, very significant complex conditions. But on the other hand, you also have, you know, essentially a, a public system. And it's complex because there are, I mean, for a lot of those conditions, there are treatments. It may not, they may not be as good, for instance, 
as that particular drug, the new drug on the market, for instance. But we need to ensure that we're using clinical practice guidelines, so we're using what clinically makes sense, you know, in terms of if they meet that clinical criteria, then they would get access to that drug. In the, in the current environment, we absolutely would have plans where there's just, no, there's no criteria. The member just automatically, you know, doctor, I'm simplifying it, but doctor writes a prescription, person gets it. And so it's important in the context of a national pharmacare, we are need to going to put in there a step with respect to what is the evidence and what are the clinical conditions, you know, that, that, that individual um, you know, should should meet before they're going to get access to those drugs. So, so it's you know, again, it, it could is the answer. Absolutely. Uh, why do you think then? Uh, here we are in uh, the end of 2017, uh, having this discussion. Uh, if if it is such a good idea, and we are one of the few countries without it uh, that has universal health care, why is it we don't have one? Well, partially because, I think partially, probably a large part, is because currently, so drugs are not part of the Canada Health Act, as you point out. Provinces make the decisions with respect to which drugs they're going to pay for, who they're going to pay for, and how much they're going to spend. And so you've got every individual province that has a variation, let's say a different drug plan. And it's you know, in order to have a national plan, that means that we're all we're going to have to get all of the provinces together, and either the federal government will need to take the lead, and lead may may mean funding it, may mean consolidating all those plans, or otherwise you're going to need all the provinces and territories to agree on who are the people, are we going to fund everybody, how much are we going to spend, what drugs, etc. And I think that is, you know, there's politics in there, but there's also at an at a just implementing that is I think quite a quite an undertaking. Having made some huge changes in Ontario, in just one province, I know what a what a massive undertaking it is to to affect change. All right, well, Helen, we'll have to leave it there, but I really appreciate uh, you joining us today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. That is uh, Helen Stevenson, former Assistant Deputy Minister of Health and Executive Officer of Ontario's uh, Public Drug Programs, and now the CEO of the Reformulary Group. Uh, Your thoughts on this? Uh, Do you think we should have a national pharmacare program? Give the Buzz line a call, 604-331-BUZZ, or you can text that line as well. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.